Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Straight up with Stassi. Hi, everyone. I'm Stassi Schroeder. She's the star of Bravo's Vanderpump Rules. I'm here to talk about pop culture, reality TV, celeb gossip, relationships. Stassi's new podcast is a hilarious look at the world and everyone in it. I want to give my opinion on everything. And she's never one to hold back on any topic. Because that's what I do best. Judge. (laughs) This is Straight Up with Stassi. Dracaris bitches, welcome to Straight Up with Stassi. I have a real treat for everyone right now. I am currently on a staycation, but I was so excited about this podcast guest that I left the spa, left my hotel in on the beach to come and meet her. That is how excited I am that you're here because I have a dream expert. I have Kelly Sullivan Walden. That's quite a name. I can't believe you got that on the first go. Damn, it is, girl. it is, it's it's a very elegant name. Oh. It's bougie. It sounds, oh. when someone has like three names, <laughs> Kelly Sullivan Walden, I feel like it should be like the third after it. Oh my God, just add another thing. You know? After it. I mean, it's a bougie name. I like it. Oh my God. Well, if you say so that I'm keeping it, everyone keeps saying, oh my God, you got to shorten that puppy. But I'm like, I got married and I didn't want to lose my, I didn't want to lose Your something. Identity just because like, yeah, totally. Yeah. It's like I wanted to add to myself, not subtract. So. See, I'm all about shortening stuff. My name is <laughs> Nastasia Bianca Schroeder. Oh, it's a pain wow. in the ass. So Stassi Schroeder. And then if I marry my boyfriend, it could just be Stassi Clark. And then I never have to email addresses will be so much easier. Mm, you know what I mean? Mm. I'm so sick of my long name. It just takes forever to do everything. Natasia? Wait, Nata- Nastasia. Nat- oh, wow. Yeah, that's it's so pretty. That is, no, that's bougie. But it's intense. It's intense. <laughs> it's intense. But Stasi is a great right? name. Right? Short, oh, yeah. efficient, to the point. Sparkly. <laughs> no you one know? else has it. I know no right? other Stasis on the planet. Well, hopefully people start giving birth to kids and naming them after me. I've been waiting for that. Like, when is that whole, like, surge going to happen? It will. I need, like, come on, people. (laughs) They're like, oh, that drunk girl from Vanderpump Rules. No, I'm not naming (laughs) my my kid after her. (laughs) Oh, my God. They will, though. Thank you so much for being here. So you are a dream expert. Like, how does one become a dream expert? expert like how do you where does that even start like how did that start it's so bizarre it's not was not intentional at all it was one of those things I kind of accidentally backed into and suddenly it's like this is what how did this happen yeah from the perspective I was telling a friend of mine she was like I haven't seen you in 20 years how the heck did you become this dream person I said it was like I had all these ideas about what I was going to do and the universe was saying no you're going to do this and so I 
So really, it's like just following the guidance. Basically, I've always been into dreams since I was a little kid. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people are into things when they're little kids, and that's not necessarily a precursor to what they're going to do. But I just, I really knew that dreams were valid as as a kid. My younger sister, Shannon, and I, we shared a bedroom growing up, and we became really psychically attuned to each other. And I attribute that to our dreams because a lot of times there would be some remembered dream and it would give us this kind of insight, like almost like a rabbit hole, a wormhole into another universe together. And we'd be like, it just connected us. So yeah. I always paid attention to them. And then as a teenager and in high school and then in college, I the dreams would help me with my own guidance. With It would help me to know if a guy was being honest what? or not. No way. Yeah, don't don't cheat on a girl who pays attention to her dreams because she'll see it. And so just guidance about who – like just information that there was no way I could have known things otherwise. So I always knew it was personally important. Yes. But then when I became um, a hypnotherapist years later, I was like, oh, man, this really connects. The subconscious mind is the mind that does the dreaming, which is according to the American Hypnosis Association. It's 88% of our mind. Our mind's power is our dreaming mind versus our logical mind that most of us use all the time, which is only 12% of our mind's power. So I thought, oh, my God, I really want to encourage people to get their dreaming on because it helps us to be smarter and more intuitive and more woke, as they say. Yeah. I may be so. <laughs> so so then you knew, okay, so you knew that you were, you know, attracted to, to dream, yeah. that type of, you know, you were interested in dreams. Mm-hmm. You took it seriously. You were able to like, it fed your intuition and like fed your gut kind of, but like, how does one then become? All right. So here's one of the things. So I was super knowledgeable about it. I was leading goddess gatherings and that might sound very strange. No, I've heard of those. So I was leading them based on my own guidance and stuff that came through. I, I had like a quarter life breakdown where I just wanted to die. And I had this, this kind of insight come over me that really woke me up. It was like a vision of who I could be if I wasn't being, such a drama queen. And I ended up writing this book called From Drama Queen to Goddess Queen. It was like this this part of me. So I started leading these goddess queen gatherings. And then I wanted to, and I wrote the book and my I had a publisher, I had an agent that was getting it published. And she's like, we're not getting this published, but every time we're together, we talk about dreams. You're really good at interpreting dreams. Why don't you write a book on dreams? I'm like, no, that's so ordinary. Everybody uh, does know. That's what she said. <laughs> and she's like, no, I really get empowered. It's not just that you understand dreams, but you have an empowering way of framing them that most people feel crazy when they share their dreams with somebody. They feel like, oh, you're psycho or something really bad's about to happen to you. But you look at dreams from the perspective of something's good about you, something's right about you. And so you should write a book about this. So I ended up putting a proposal together and she got me a book deal and it was like, uh, the that's amazing. And now you've written how many books? 10. 10 mother effing books. (laughs) That is amazing. I like the way you say that. You are like like the way you say my name. Like you're just so amazing. Can I just tell you, I'm just so, so like having a dreamy moment sitting here with you. Oh, thank you. All of your success and your magic. And I could ask you the very same thing. How the hell did you get here? Who the fuck knows? Honestly, I wonder it all the time. I'm like, I tricked everyone. I tricked everyone into getting here. (laughs) No, no. You were following your guidance in some way and the universe wanted you to be here. I think we like... People do tell me 
that. People who are like you. What do you call you guys? What do y'all call y'all selves? Y'all selves? Well, there's the airy fairy and there's the nitty gritty. I call myself myself an airy gritty person. Airy gritty. Bringing it, bringing the the upper, I don't know, bringing some of the higher perspective, but bringing it down to earth, not wanting to live in the Right. Because my best friend growing up and still from home, she is very airy, fairy, gritty, all of that. And (laughs) she she owns a wellness center in New Orleans and is just literally the opposite of me. I'm just so very like matter of fact, whatever. I just, I'm, I'm not as imaginative as her, but she's like, you don't understand. Like Mm. you always follow your gut. That's why you are here. Like you've been following some energy that like, it just works for you. Like, I know you feel like you're an imposter, but like, it just really, do you really feel like Oh uh, sometimes, yeah, oh, but let's I'm okay get with past it. That. No, I'm you're a- so not an imposter. You, but- no, you're beautiful. You're bold. You're confident. You express yourself beautifully. You are. So, you are here for a reason, and maybe the full reason hasn't unfolded yet. Maybe it's just getting started. But I have. Uh, I got the chills thinking about connecting with you. I'm like, oh my god, Stassi's got a way bigger purpose here using this platform than she even realizes, and I'm excited to to be in your presence right now. Now, and I know that there's more to come. The Stasi, st- this is like Act One of the Stasi story. There's well, that's more to exciting. Come. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that. I'm seeing that. I'm I, into I it. I know what I see. I'm into it. So you're not an imposter. You're here on purpose. Thank you. That's mm-hmm. really sweet. Mm-hmm. So, well, I ha- well, okay. So, I still want to ask this because there's this one thing that like I. How how did you learn like okay it is it's one thing to like already like have that gift of understanding dreams but then how do you really learn like is there an encyclopedia or a class that you take to where you're like this is now I really know more about dreams like I did or did you just know Okay, so there's a lot of different types of dream interpretation. And yeah, there are classes that didn't used to be. So it's kind of like Carl Jung, the late great father of psychotherapy, he really believed in dreams. And even Freud, there was a lot of uh, dream interpretation in psychology a long time ago that they kind of, they went hand in hand. Um, And Carl Jung is definitely kind of the lineage that I follow. He's got a more spiritual perspective, whereas Freud tends to think every dream is about you have penis envy and there's something really screwed up about you. And Carl Jung had the perspective that, no, you're in a hologram and everyone and everything in your dream is an aspect of you and your dreams are helping you. They're, They're helping you to become more whole. And so I love that perspective. So yeah, you can study. He's got a million books on right. this. And I've studied with some different shamans, some different – I've traveled around and studied with the people that I thought were knowledgeable and inspirational to me. And then I just kind of use my my intuition. But my main perspective when it comes to dreams is I can talk to anybody, even somebody who's never – looked at dreams before. And and really, if we talk about any dream, which I hope we get to do mm-hmm. in a moment, mm-hmm. um, you'll start to notice that when you look at it logically, it doesn't make any sense. Everybody just goes question mark, like there's nothing here. But the moment you kind of settle into it, kind of like having a nice glass of wine, mm-hmm. like one of your amazing kind of glasses of wine, <laughs> you get into this zone where all of a sudden it starts to pop and it starts to communicate to you. But you have to kind of drop into this wavelength where all of a sudden the dream starts to sizzle and it starts to come alive. And then it's just like with with any insight you've ever had. It's like, oh my God, I know why I was attracted to him because of X, Y, and Z. And all of a sudden things kind of percolate. So it's not... It's nothing different than anybody already doesn't do. It's just 
Most people discard dreams because they start off strange. And if you can just be with the strangeness of it and look at it like it's a clue to a really important case that you're about to solve, then it'll start to reveal its secrets to you. Kind of like a woman. Oh, like that. <laughs> Treat her with interest and curiosity and then she'll tell you what's going on. Well, then how do you – Because. Listen, I'm going to be honest. I know I dream every night because yes. I wake up in the middle of the night and like, I, or I, I just know yeah. that I do. A lot of the time I don't remember. Right. How, why don't – it's a lot of people, a lot of my listeners did ask this too. They think that they don't dream. And I'm like, well, we all dream. Yes. But why do some of us not remember? It's hard to remember them. So we all dream three to nine dreams every single night, no matter what, unless we're on – serious psychotic medication or we're going through a serious trauma, but under normal circumstances, three to nine dreams every night. But the part of the brain that does the dreaming, it's almost like the changing of the guard. Mm -hmm. It's like when we're awake, mostly it's our conscious mind and even our ego that's kind of running the show like, hi there, here's my resume. Here's my business card. Have you seen my Facebook page lately? Oh, Instagram. You know, it's kind of like all this outside stuff. And then we get exhausted. And by the time we go to sleep, it's like that part conks out. Yeah. Meanwhile, our limbic brain, which is more of our emotional brain, and it's the part of our brain that thinks symbolically, it wakes up. It's like the freaks come out at night. This part's Love like, that. yeah, time to party. <laughs> now it's like- It's like the vampires. Exactly. Yeah. What's suppressed by day gets expressed by night. Right. So this part goes, it's like night at the museum. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Ah. And then the morning comes, the sun comes out, and it's like, okay, we're done. And it kind of retreats. So when the, when the logical brain wakes up, the other part of the brain goes like it recedes. So unless you are- Unless you go out of your way to say, wait, 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 let me see what you got. Give me a note. Give me a little scrap of a hint of what went on here in the museum while I was asleep. Otherwise, you won't know anything happened. It looks like normal. So you have to go out of your way to bridge the gap. So this is how you do it. Okay. I was just about to say, tell me how to how it's, do it. So it's really easy, but it takes a little practice. So there's, okay. there's the, the way to do it. And then here's the sneaky shortcut if that doesn't work. Okay. The first thing to do is to, before you go to sleep, Set a strong intention. I knew you were going to say that. Mm. See, my intuition <laughs> so just felt it. I just, I'm like, she's about to say set an intention. <laughs> set a strong intention. You could do it by writing it in your journal or diary or just saying it out loud or just a prayer, light a candle, whatever. Just, I want to, I'm going to remember some dream upon awakening. Then go to sleep. And now here's the key. You're uh -huh. laying in bed, you're sleeping, you're all, uh, and then it's time to wake up. You, the sun starts coming in or whatever. You start waking up. Usually the first thing we do is go to our phones or we have to go to the bathroom or we get up and we run and do something. But if you remember, if you want to remember your dream, you have to stay in your sleep position. Deliberately oh. don't move. So if you're like, <laughs> stay Deal there. with it. Deal with Deal it. Deal with it. And try to not move an inch for like try to replay because right then you'll have some dream that was just happening and if you can catch some little glimpse of it don't assume you're going to remember it because most of the time the moment we move our body it's gone so you have to lay <sighs> there and just replay it I the magic number is three play it back to yourself three times and try to grab at least some specific detail red hair or weird fish or <laughs> whatever the dog that wouldn't bark something that is like a summary of the last piece of the dream and then let the first thing you do be to record it or write it down take your journal with you to the potty if you have to go mm -hmm. but let your dream be the first priority otherwise it's gone 
And then yeah. you can do your Instagramming and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But do your dreams first. Okay. That's, and then you that's easy. Okay. Here's the sneaky shortcut. Okay. If you wake up and you're like, okay, I'm aware I'm awake, but I have nothing. There was no dream there. Sometimes it, it happens. Like you scare it away like a ghost. Uh-huh. So I would say just write down the first thing you're thinking about in the morning. Like even if it's not exactly your dream, if you get in the habit of writing something down right. first thing, then within a week, it's going to be a dream that will be there. You just have to create the space and the ritual. And you don't have to write it down with a pen and paper. You can use an app. I use a free app that's called Dream Journal Ultimate. And it's like you just press the little recorder thing and it transcribes it. And it's a lot easier to record later. I mean, to okay. see what you dreamt. So I hope that helps. Yeah. No, I'm going to try it. Okay. You know what sucks is that like the dreams I remember the most are the bad ones because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I'm fucking traumatized. No, honey. You're just – you're good. You're. It's easier to remember the bad dreams. That's why most people think they only have bad dreams because they – well, every once in a while we'll have like a really good dream. But it's usually the ones that are easy to remember are the ones that have an intense energy to them. Yeah. So the scary ones are easier to grab because they leave an indelible – imprint but you have a million positive dreams to everyone bad dream it's just that they don't they don't drop in as deeply right well so the, my main two bad dreams because oh, i listen huge. i'm like Are i was trying recent? to th i was trying to think recent enough i guess okay. it's what what i notice the patterns okay you know what i mean like yeah. the ones i noticed the most there were three things i'll start with the bad first okay and end on i wouldn't say necessarily good just random less less bad yes okay. so my nightmares i can never speak I can never scream. I can never get away, ever. Mm. And I will wake myself up screaming, like, because I'm trying so hard to scream in my sleep to, like, get help or something. And I will wake myself up screaming. Okay. So so is there a scenario that's happening where that's kind of the main thing that – That's what I remember most. And do you think it's – do you – does it seem to be right before you wake up in the morning? Is it is it – towards the end of your sleep cycle or is it somewhere in the no i would say it's nighttime because it, it's never I, I don't ever see the light okay. when okay so that it, happens it could be in the middle of the night yeah so you're in the dream and you're trying to say something or trying to scream or trying to express yourself and it's not coming out yes wow okay this is interesting so if it were my dream, and I always say that to anybody who's going to interpret a dream, always start it with if it were your dream because nobody knows for sure exactly what right. it is. But if it were my dream, and I've had these two, I would say, especially for you though, you are so good at expressing yourself. These dreams where you can't express yourself might be like this connected to your deep desire to express yourself. So in the day when you do wake up and you do find your voice, it's like, I'm going to use it. I'm not going to take yeah. it for granted. I'm going to say what I mean and just get it out. Um, if you – like sometimes you'll have like the fear of something not happening that's related to your genius, to your gift. Your gift, I would say, at least part of your gift is in your self-expression. Like of all the many things that you are good at, one of them is expressing yourself. So isn't it interesting that your recurring yeah, thing is that you can't. That I can't. That right. is so weird. I haven't even really thought about that. So that you don't take it for granted. Because sometimes people's greatest gift, they just are like, oh, whatever. It's no big deal. It's so, it comes so naturally to me. I don't even think it's – I'm not even going to do anything with it. But that you're. it's like the universe is interesting because it set it up so that you have to know what it's like to not – to be able to be mute 
and to know the pain of that like stifle that stifled feeling or it's, it's the worst it's the absolute worst have but, you, has there ever been a time in your life that you weren't able or you didn't feel at liberty to express yourself no <laughs> you know what okay no. so i don't know but i might just say that this is maybe related, this gets really woo-woo, to some kind of past life or something because it doesn't seem like it's tethered to this life. But sometimes one perspective is that almost everything we do in this life is some kind of compensation for what we didn't get to fulfill last time around. I love that. I mean, I'm really interested in past lives. I think it's I think it's really cool. Like, how do you explain like kids that like know weird shit? Like you try and <laughs> you try and explain that because my boyfriend doesn't really like fully he doesn't know what he believes but he's like i just don't think i believe in past lives i'm like how do you explain the kid who knew exactly where something was and like a different language and exactly. like all of these details and then you find like a photo of this person from like a hundred years ago how do you explain that exactly it's so cool I've talked about Liquid IV for a really freaking long time because they're everywhere in my house. They're in my purses. They're in my airplane bags. I carry Liquid IV packets with me all the time, and I use them all the time. This is how you stay hydrated, people, or how you get, like, unhungover. Basically, they're little packets of vitamins that help you get two to three times more water in your system. Basically, it would be like if you have one bottle of water and you put a liquid IV packet in it, it's like drinking two to three bottles of water. So whether you're jet lagged or you're, you've been drinking and you're hungover or you're hot and dehydrated or you, know, you have little kids, you know, your children are like playing soccer or something, liquid IV is there to keep you guys hydrated. And they also have vitamin C, B3, B5, B6, and B12. And they're little, little, little baby packets, so you can even put them in your little clutch bag. They're super tasty. Bo and I actually like to make cocktails with them because we feel like we're actually like hydrating ourselves while we're dehydrating ourselves. And right now, Liquid IV is going to give my listeners 25% off at liquidiv.com when you use my code Stasi at checkout. That's 25% off at liquidiv.com. And when you use my promo code Stasi at checkout, they have so many different flavors. There's no excuse to not be hydrated. It makes it really, really easy. And if you're hungover, it's the best. I mean, the actual best. So liquidiv.com. Use my promo code Stasi. I love the perspective that, um, that we have multiple simultaneous lives. Because in some way, um, like Einstein said, the past, present, and future, it's all relative to the observer. It's all happening now. So we're infinite beings. This, this life that we're living right now is a fraction of who we are and what we're capable of. So we could just call it the past, even though it might on some parallel plane be still playing out. But I feel like you're compensating. You're like, I'm not going to be mute. When I feel something, I'm going to say it. I'm going to get it out. And I'm not going to take that for granted because maybe you did before or maybe somebody suppressed you. I feel like somebody like didn't let you speak. And in this life, you're like, uh-uh. Mm -mm. So I don't know if you, so I always tell people, if you have a dream that leaves you feeling stressed, then it's not over. A nightmare is an unfinished dream. And it's up to you, the dreamer, to finish the dream. And it doesn't mean you have to fall asleep in that same dream and pick it up where it left off. You can do it in your waking state. Like even right now, just in talking about it, I could say, okay, think of being back in one of those dreams where you couldn't speak or scream. And if you suddenly became lucid, meaning that you were aware that you were dreaming and you knew I'm the director of my dream, I can change it. 
what would you do? What would you do to make it different so that you could be empowered in that dream? I would, I'd be like Ariel. I'd be like, give me back my friggin' voice. <laughs> I would just, I would, like, I was literally just thinking Little Mermaid. Oh, that's crazy. Okay, this is a little bit of a woo-woo, woo-woo. My, one of my best friends is in the hospital as we speak, and she's unable to speak at the moment. She's going to. She will be soon. Oh, my gosh. I'm praying. But we've been calling her the Little Mermaid because she – is all about mermaids and dolphins. And we're like, you're just getting, you're going to get a voice in a different way. So I've literally had Ariel and the little mermaid oh my in God. my brain all day today. My sister was just talking. That's so crazy. You're see, Stassi, you're like super psychic. I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to take that as an affirmation. I'm psychic. Yeah. I am psychic. Period. Ah. Own it. I need to I need to harness those powers. I need to I need to start working on my psychicness. You're doing it as we speak. And remembering dreams is one really simple shorthand way of doing it. Okay, so you're back in the dream, you can't speak, and you're like, I'm Ariel, I'm getting my voice back. It's in this box and whatever it is. How do you how do you get your voice back? Oh shit. I don't know the deets. The details. It's your dream. You can make it up. It's right now. Well, if it was my dream, I'd literally just snap my fingers and be like, cool, saved. <laughs> like okay. I'm saved. I wouldn't make it hard on myself. You'd make it simple. I'd make it very simple and easy. Okay. And then how do you feel about your voice once you have it and you're able to use it? I mean, I just it just feels like freedom. Yeah. Like when I wake myself up screaming, I'm like, oh, that feels good. <laughs> like that is satisfying. <laughs> right. And it's something that we Western women in the Western world take so for granted. But there's so many women around the world right now that wish they could have a voice that don't have one. So maybe there's something that's part of your greater platform that you'll do oh. with your celebrity status to help women who don't have a voice to have one. That was a fantastic idea. Yeah. Wow. So I think you. I love that. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Okay. Stassi for president 2020, (laughs) and I'm just going to help women everywhere. I will be your campaign manager or one of the many that will be in line to be your campaign manager. (laughs) Um, Okay. My other nightmare. Okay. Let's hear it. And the only reason I remember this is because I feel like my boyfriend likes to make fun of me. For it, so I'm constantly being reminded uh-huh. that I ha- that I, I wonder if I would remember if I like if he didn't remind me that I have it. Like, do you tell him when you're still in bed? Oh, I just had that dream again. Yeah, because I wake up. So I, I wake up. It's a dream that he cheated on me or something, and I wake up and I'm always like, I need five minutes. Don't mm. talk to me for five minutes because I need or to. I need you. to. I need to recognize that this wasn't true, but I'm still in this mentality. So mm. give me five minutes. And he thinks it's just the funniest thing that like I really need five minutes to like train my brain to make it realize it like didn't actually happen. And so when I was asking my listeners like w- about their dreams, a lot of them wrote in and said that that they have that too. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I mean, everyone eventually dreams that shit, but I remember it. Mm. You know? Yeah. I can't remember who it was with. And it's not always like cheating. It could be just like a betrayal. Like in a situation, if he chose someone else's side over mine or something, I'll still wake up and be like, five minutes. (laughs) I mean, five minutes. Right. Well, that's actually a super responsible way of treating that dream. A lot of people have those dreams and they just get all bitchy to their partner as if they actually did the thing. Yeah. My husband's had a dream where I've cheated on him and I haven't. And I'm like, don't give me attitude. I didn't do anything. Yeah. I've been faithful. I've been 
no, no, no. You be responsible. So you're good. You get extra karma points for Thank you. owning it yourself. All right. So this dream is loaded. There's a lot in this. And first of all, I'll say most of the time our dreams are symbolic. They're not literal. So a lot of people will have these dreams and make the assumption, oh, something may be happening. And I know some people that start snooping because they're afraid that they're, that something is happening. And 99% of the time, at least 95% of the time, it's not true. Yeah. Every once in a while, it is, but I want to say most of the time it's not. I mean, I had an experience where it was true, but it was recurring. And every time it recurred, I could see the woman's face more That's more creepy. Vividly and the place and the details. And it was like the same thing. And Whoa. And I was with a guy who was a musician on tour. And I was like, when you were in Australia, did a girl that looked like – and he like looked like he saw a ghost. And I'm like – Oh Busted. my gosh, dude. Okay, so that but that was an exception to the rule. I think it's rare that that's the case. Most of the time, um, like I said, Carl Jung, the late great father of psychotherapy, he would say, "Look at every dream, like all the people, and every bit of the dream is happening inside the dreamer." So you could say that the masculine aspect of you, who is being personified personified by Bo, mm-hmm. is doing something like going rogue. So it's so the masculine aspect is the ambitious aspect is the part that maybe that's more out in the world whereas the feminine aspect is more of the feeling emotional aspect. So my so I would ask myself is the masculine part of me going rogue doing something that's not considering the emotional aspect of me. Oh. That that just went to a place I didn't even th- meaning like Ooh. that's interesting. That's like mm. I mean, I wouldn't have really thought about that. I would have just been like, oh, we're having these dreams because we're a bunch of insecure assholes. <laughs> no, no, no. No. I mean, yeah, your dreams can sometimes help you vent out insecurity for sure so that you can – once it's vented out, then you can be filled up with the opposite of that energy yeah. for, with confidence. So it's normal because betrayal for a human, when you trust somebody, when you go deep yeah. in intimacy, you're vulnerable. Yeah. And so our dreams are helping us to work that stuff out so that if, God forbid, and it will never happen with you guys, but for a lot of people who are relating to this dream, if for some reason what you're having a nightmare about turns out to be in waking life, you are prepared in some way, in ways that you wouldn't be otherwise. So you're not as traumatized and you're better able to go boom, 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 boom. I've been through this a thousand times. I know what to do. It's like practice. Rehearsal. Yes, (laughs) rehearsal. The next time you have a dream, your significant other is cheating on you. Just be thankful because if that ever does happen, you're prepared. Exactly. You've got A, B, and C. You know exactly where to go. Yeah. So that you can be a little, I mean, there's like- What a gift. It's a gift. Our (laughs) nightmares need a whole new PR campaign because they are, they're trying to help us be more balanced and more sane. Except we sometimes will take them on a ride to where they're not supposed to go. Like we'll get all paranoid as a result of them as opposed to going, thank you, Nightmare, for helping me to know that I'm going to make it no matter what happens to me. I'll be resilient. I'll stand on my own two feet. And I just got that energy moved out. So now I can be more calm. But most – so we we can be happier when we – let our nightmares be a blessing and not be a curse. Yeah. Does that make sense? I really like that. <laughs> I really like that. They're helping us to be more balanced and sane. But the thing that's important, like I said before, about your not able to speak dream, when you have a dream that is funky, imagine if you could put the ending on it that you would prefer – what would you do so that you can complete this cycle? So if you have a dream that Bo is doing something you shouldn't be doing, 
Imagine that you wake up in the dream and then what would you do? How would you beat his fix- ass? Okay, beat his ass. <laughs> beat his ass. So now his ass is beat. Then what? And um, on a happy note. I'd still continue. I'd still continue with some punishment. I mean, okay. I like a little revenge. A you little know, revenge. I would I'd probably key a car or something. Okay. You know? Okay. I'd need to get some of my anger out. And I think he'd understand. I think he'd be okay with it. I think he would literally drive the car up to me and let me key it. Here's the like, key. I deserve and it. Here you go. Yeah. Okay. So you get it all out of your system. Yes. And then, well, I mean, we just have to have a conversation. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I always think it's a venting dream. If you're, if you can identify what you're venting, if you're venting out insecurity, then know that the, what's the opposite of insecurity security exactly <laughs> so then imagine that you like who would you have to be to feel in like totally secure in your relationship in your life like get a, imagine that you are now filled with that that's kind of what the dream is trying to do if it was allowed to do its full circle mojo it would leave you feeling totally secure oh that's interesting and not necessarily secure because everyone's doing all the perfect things, but secure just intrinsically. And then people are free to be stupid every once in a while, make mistakes, but you're secure, yeah. period. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> well, how do you – you know how sometimes we can control our dreams and sometimes we can't? Yeah. Uh, one of my ex-boyfriends, he was the worst. He used to literally punish me like – I would wake up and he'd be like, you were having a sex dream. I know you were. Or like I could just tell or something. And he wouldn't talk to me for days. For what? days. Because I was, he, he – was he was it right? Was he able to see that you were having a sex dream? I don't know. Maybe I was. Maybe I wasn't. I probably wouldn't remember. But he was – But he said – he said that I would be like talking in my sleep or something. So he knew that I was. And I'm like, okay – First of all, you're a psycho. So second of all, I can't control what I dream. Oh my god! Like I would, he would literally not talk to me for days and still reference it in fights. Like, he, yeah. Okay, so clearly he he's tortured not me. Somebody you were meant to be with? No, no. I mean, in an ideal world, and not everyone can do this, but I, in my ideal fantasy Disneyland world, everyone would be able to wake up in the morning and share every dream they have with their significant other. And the, and none of it would be taboo, and it would all help us to get deeper and closer with one another, no matter what it was. Even if in your dream you're having sex with an ex, or you, or whatever, it'd be like you're. This is this is an aspect of you that you're exploring. Also, you can't help it. No, exactly. You can't help it. Like what pops into your head when you dream? That's not fair to judge. I mean, if you're if out loud you're saying somebody else's name over and over, night after night, night after night. Oh, then okay. Well, that maybe. <laughs> But yeah, no, I would have no patience for that. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> but I always tell people that your dreams are the ultimate hall pass. No matter what you do in a dream, it's about you. It's not about necessarily you lusting after somebody else. It's about you exploring the many dimensions of yourself. So it's it's fine to have sex with as many people as you want in your dream. It's good. And and for your partner as well. Tonight. As long as they don't tell you the details of them, because sometimes you don't want to know. Oh, <laughs> tonight I'm gonna go when we go when I get back to the hotel, before we go to sleep tonight, I'm gonna be like, babe. 
Listen, I learned a lot today. And tonight, <laughs> you have the right to have sex with whoever you want in your dreams. Bring As them all many, on. all of Bring them, them on. whatever you want to do. Let's hold hands and go to sleep and we'll just have sex with other people. <laughs> yes, and we'll wake up and love each other all the more because it's not about them. It's about yeah. them. Because like, you are an infinite person. Like, imagine that you're a diamond. And you, right now, you know, like one or two, maybe three facets of the diamond that you are. But there's like a thousand that you haven't met yet. And those are aspects of you that are beautiful. And they're represented by other people that show up in your dreams that you interact with. So the more sex you have in your dream with other people, the more you're getting to know the beautiful being that you are. Listen, I love it. So I love it. Good. No one's ever going to get mad at me for having a dream ever again. Or bye-bye. Right? Right. Get over it, people. What a psycho. Well, to – okay, wait. To his credit, so that guy that I had the dream about that I caught him cheating, Yeah, he used to have dreams – no, no, no. This was another boyfriend. Sorry. He would dream about Carmen Electra for whatever reason. She was his ideal, and I'm like, wow, I don't look anything like her. Like, I'll never be her. And he would – tell me about his Carmen Electra dreams. And I'm like, uh, yeah, this doesn't make me feel closer to you. I'm sorry. You got to keep those to yourself. Oh my I'm gosh. not feeling better about myself suddenly. So you got to be sensitive to the person you're talking to about your dreams. But listen, if I'm offering up that information freely, but like you can't listen to me talk in my sleep and then I wake up the next morning and I'm in trouble. No, no, that no. That is so not no, fair. You should just tell him to call me retroactively. We'll do a therapy session and put him in his place. Oh, he doesn't. No, he's it's, it's he's too when. far. He's too far gone. He, okay. There's no helping him. God bless him. Yeah. All right. We all want to find like a smell or a few scents that make us, you know, feel like, oh, we have personality and pizzazz with our perfume or cologne. But perfume and cologne is expensive as shit. And more often than not, you don't want to actually commit to like just one perfume. Like I'm not going to go and just spend like $300 on a bottle of perfume when I'm not even sure if I like totally want to commit to that scent. This is why Scentbird is just amazing and easy and affordable for everyone to have designer perfumes and colognes. It's a subscription-based service for perfumes and colognes. So you just get to go to their website and you can choose from over 450 designer brands. So you get cologne or perfume each month. And it's so perfect because you get a 30-day supply that has in a little bottle. So it's like you have 120 sprays. Then once that month is over, you can choose to get the same thing or you can go and try something new. So you're not wasting your money trying all these different perfumes. You have portable sized perfumes that you can just throw in your purse really easy. You'll never smell like shit ever again. So that's awesome. And now they're giving my listeners an exclusive offer. You get 50% off your first month today. So that's only $7.50 for your first fragrance. Yes. Okay. I'm telling you, they have Dolce & Gabbana, Cartier, Gucci, Prada, Chanel, Chanel's my favorite. That's my go-to. But it's only $7.50 for you to smell like a queen or king for a month straight. So go to scentbird.com. That's S-C-E-N-T-B-I-R-D.com slash Stassi and use my promo code Stassi for 50% off your first month. Go to scentbird.com slash Stassi and use my promo code Stassi for 50% off your first month. Boys and girls, they have perfume and cologne, so go get it. 
So this is something actually that I, I mainly noticed in my dreams that it's been like this for years and years mm. and years and years. And I go through phases where I see this, there's this aspect in my dream where it's like every day for a year and then it'll go like a few months and I don't have this in my dream. It's really random. Okay. Okay. Cake. Cake. There is always something to do. There's cake involved in every single, almost every single one of my dreams. And there were years that like it's every night and I'd be like, I'm going to dream about cake tonight. I like, even if it's not like the dream isn't a, cause it's not like that's the center of it. Right. There's just always something there that has to do with cake. And I don't even like sweets. Okay. But what is, so to you, like if I were an alien, I didn't know what a cake was. Describe the essence of a cake. What is a cake? I just think cake is beautiful Mm -hmm. and feminine and pretty and like it just makes you feel like special. Right. Like I'd all, and it does taste good. I mean, like I said, I'd rather have a pizza, but (laughs) it still does. It does taste good. It's just like. But a pizza is not as pretty or as feminine or special as a cake. Yeah. Okay. So one way to understand what a dream symbol tells you is to do this. And this is, it's telling you what aspect of yourself you're connecting with. So you're connecting with the part of you that is feminine, that is beautiful, and that is special. And it's, this is a part of you that keeps showing up. That's because you could have 20 different people in here and they would all describe cake slightly differently. So the way you just described it is you're, you're describing an aspect of you. And also I would just add kind of universally, it's a celebration. Uh, Usually you have cake for something that's momentous, a birthday or an anniversary. That's true. Yes. Or like, oh my God, you did it. So a cake is like, it's, it is like this special thing at like, let them eat cake. I don't know. It's very, very sweet, sweet also. It's a dessert. It's a reward. So in some way, whenever cake shows up, if it were my dream, um, when cake shows up in a dream, I always think I'm doing something right. I'm on the right track, something good. I'm like, good. Like when you're off track, the dreams tend to get really not cake-ish. Okay. <laughs> but cake dreams are good. <laughs> good. So having right. them, I think it is like an indication that you're on track and it's an aspect of yourself that you're surrounding yourself with. I, I like it. I mean, I've always been happy about my cake dreams because mm. it is like even like like I said, I'm like I don't even like sweets it's kind of really. Like Paris, but I think of cake like the way so you describe Paris. It's kind of like I, cake. They're very similar. I think that I think the same exact thing. Like cake to me is is just like Paris. It's just it's magical, right? And even though like, I would rather eat a pizza than a piece of cake, I would rather look at a cake and even walk by a bakery. And even in Paris, like the bakeries, it's like, yes. <gasps> there's something that it does to, you know, the, like they say in um, like the neuro, um, what do they call that? The ne- mirror neurons. When you look at something that's beautiful, it, it, it causes you to feel beautiful and feminine and all of that. So I think there's definitely something very magical about having a recurring theme in your dreams with cake. That's interesting. Makes me want some right now. I love it. Even just to look at it. Yeah. Maybe not even to eat it. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. All right. Good. So so my dreams ended on a high note. Yeah. And so I was like, let's start with the nightmares. Yeah. And just we'll end on cake. I think <laughs> when you, so when next time you have a cake dream, in some way, 
it's so there's two things you can do with a recurring theme like this is to notice, especially because it's cake. And to me, cake in an, in a word is like a reward. So ask yourself what you've been doing. Like, did you just overcome a challenge? Did you do something that required bravery? Maybe no. I just always feel like I deserve a reward. Because <laughs> every day. No, for real. I do live my life that way. Like if I go to work out, yeah. I'm like, cake. <laughs> I deserve something. Like I, I, if I do anything, like coming here today, I'm like, oh, I did my podcast today. I'm going to go and be like, now yeah. I'm going to have this. I, I don't know. I'll find, I reward myself a lot. It's a really smart way to do it. There's a lot of people in this world that are cake deprived, that do not give themselves rewards. It's like they have anorexia of the doing. <laughs> I've had that for sure. It's like I've done all this stuff, but it's not enough. So I used to, so I started giving myself little stars on my calendar, like to represent. But but cake is definitely well, rewards. But it's good to real give yourself, rewards are better. Real rewards are way better because then you're motivated to keep doing. To keep yeah. So that like stuff. when I get back, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna have a glass of wine, or I'm gonna. It doesn't even if it's not food or something. I'm like, I'll buy myself something, or I'm gonna take thirty minutes just do this, whatever I want. Like I really. I do. That's my talent. I'm really good at rewarding myself. <laughs> I think that is actually freaking genius. I really, really do. I think your whole next book should be about all the many ways one can reward themselves for doing things because it's a success secret. Most, I think it's, it really is part of your success formula and it inspires me to want to give myself, to be nicer and kinder to myself. And I hope everyone listening is like, okay, do something <sighs> kind and nice to yourself that's so that you stay on track. It's just freaking smart. It just it really makes is. life happy. Yeah. Because this isn't like the whole point of being here to be happy. And so like it just makes – if <sighs> I like to live every day being like happy and like having fun. Like so it, it just makes life fun and happy. This is what it's all about. I had no idea that you were going to be this enlightened. I already knew you were really, really cool. But I'm – this is like – this is actually really important. I think if – I just I just hope a million people hear this piece because it's it feels like this is life-changing. There's a lot of people that are depressed, a lot of people that are doing really cool stuff and they don't think they're enough and they feel like there's always like a chip on the shoulder. But if you reward yourself along the way, then that will change. Life can become happier. We're supposed to be happy happy in this life. There's so much to be happy about. We can stop the suffering right now. Just do the Stasi formula, reward yourself, give yourself cake give yourself every day, cake. <laughs> at least in your dream for God's sakes. Oh my God. This is, maybe we should write a book together. <laughs> I would totally jump on that bandwagon with you. Because you, you, you being inspired by me is inspiring me. <laughs> it's literally, I can, it's confusing me. We're going back and forth, inspiring each other. I am. It's like, well, it's like the better – I mean, this is so – this is super, super juicy. I mean, one of the reasons why I do dreams is I talked to this Aboriginal shaman and he was saying that one thing that most people – you can do in your dreams is work out all your – I can I kiss? I don't know. I was going to say shit, but I said I'm, shit. Okay, I said the, shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I guess we can. Yes. <laughs> you can work out your shit in your dreams so that your life can actually be enjoyable. That's like what we're meant to do so we can enjoy our lives. And we mostly – most people are in a – they're so stingy with themselves with, with rewarding. And I can see just being in, around you, I can see where I could level that up. 
big time. And I already do a pretty decent job <laughs> compared to most people I know, but it makes me want to up my game because, my God, what if, I mean, we have today. Yeah. We don't know how much time we've got. 100%. Wouldn't it be a bummer to look back on our lives and say, oh, man, I could have been, I could have had so much more fun. I could have had so much more cake. <laughs> so much more cake. Or at least what cake represents. Uh, yeah. Like, it doesn't have to actually be cake. It could be whatever your cake is for One you today. Yes, absolutely. What's your cake today? Yeah. Could be your wine. Well, like, today it's a staycation and getting a massage. That was like, that was my cake today. I'm inspired. And just chilling. When I go back, I'm just going to chill. I'm not going to respond oh. to anyone. That's my favorite thing to do. That's my favorite way to reward myself is to be like, I'm turning my phone off for like two hours. No one contact me. Cause like, there's nothing that stresses me out more than just like nonstop emails and texts. Airplane mode, do not disturb, the bring her off. It's the best. For hours. Yeah. And then you chill and mm -hmm. then you're more sustainable. Otherwise we get crispy yes. and we burn out. Yes. No one's going to want to be around me if I've been responding to texts all day long. So like, you're welcome to everyone else. <laughs> I'm doing everyone a favor. Exactly. We we don't want you crispy. We need you. No. Like, yeah. Your well has to be full. You're exactly. doing it for everyone else. Yes. It's not even for you. S look how charitable I am. <laughs> I'm so selfless. <laughs> it's actually true, though. If mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. So. Uh, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I want to ask you some – how much time do I have? Perfect. So I want to ask you some questions from um, – and we don't need to edit that out. I don't care about that. We don't even need to edit this out. <laughs> okay. I like keeping this shit in. I like um, it, keeping it real. So so we already went over – because I okay, so I asked my listeners, okay, what are some dreams that they feel like they have often? And I know that it's it'll be kind of hard for you to explain since – I don't care. Since a lot of these are broad. Sure. I No, it's fine. However – well, one thing that like a lot of people said, and you, you obviously have to hear this a lot, is that like teeth is always what, why mm -hmm. that people are always dreaming about something with teeth, or their teeth falling out, or like things like that. And I'm like, I didn't realize that this was just like a theme that everyone's having teeth dreams too. Oh my god, so much. Okay, so there's actually several things that teeth falling out in a dream could represent. First of all, um, if it were my dream, and I've had these myself. Um, anything related to the mouth in a dream usually is symbolic of communication. So if the teeth are crumbling or they're falling out, it usually it's like loose lips sink ships. It's kind of like loose teeth are like that. So it means you maybe you've been gossiping, maybe you've not been. Then why don't I ever have teeth dreams? Because I gossip a lot. <laughs> I don't know, but you maybe you own it though. I mean, whatever you say, it's yeah, not like, I'm not really oh, worried about it. Don't tell anybody. It's like no, everyone can hear you. Yeah. So you're pretty. It doesn't stress me out. <laughs> no, I mean, if you were if you were doing all kinds of sneaky things, that would be different. But another perspective on teeth falling out dreams is like if we were in the wild, if we were cavemen and cave women, and something happened to our teeth we wouldn't be long for this world because we would need our teeth to eat, to like, to scare people away. So if without like strong teeth in the, the primal part of us, it's like we won't survive. So usually teeth falling out dreams are reflective of feeling like our primal needs aren't met, where our safety is, is up, is like the issue. Some people have teeth falling out dreams when they're stressed out financially. Like, oh, how am I, how am I going to make it? Here's one other perspective. And I got, I talked to a bunch of dentists. There was a period of time where I was like, okay, I got to know. People that 
that um, have that that are grinding their teeth when they're sleeping at night. Tell me about the personality profile of them. And it seemed like across the board, most people that grind their teeth at night are really kind, nice people. So we could say they're passive aggressive. They're like, oh, I really wanted to say something and I didn't say it. So I held oh. it in and I'm like, Ugh. so maybe you don't, not because you're not kind and nice, but you say what you mean. You let it rip. People that are like, no, I'm fine. No, I don't need that. It's okay. Oh, really? <laughs> so Interesting. Like grinding, and then the teeth. It, I think the teeth are falling out because they're trying to wake you up to the pattern. Like they're trying to get your attention. When we have a vivid, scary nightmare, they're trying to like go, dude, you're off track. Wake yeah. up, course correct, get back in your lane. Something's askew. If you don't change it, something bad could happen. So get back in your lane. Express yourself. Say what you mean without having to say it mean. There's yeah. always a way to do that. Yeah. Well, teeth solved right there. Wow. Okay. I got a lot of <laughs> questions about sleep paralysis. Mm. Okay. So here's something about sleep paralysis and just the basic, um, I don't know that this is scientific, but here how I experience it when people share it with me is in the early morning when they're, there's, they're like right on the bridge between sleeping and waking up, they become aware while they're sleeping and dreaming that they're starting to wake up and they try to move their body and they can't. They're like they're they try to move their hand and they can't. So people panic because they're it's like they're awake all of a sudden in their mind, but their body isn't responding. And then they go into a panic. But usually what happens for many, many people, there's a lag time between when we wake up in our mind and when our body wakes up. And if we don't panic, if we know, give it 30 seconds, people, chill. You're waking up. Let it be a gradual process. Don't freak out just because you can't talk right away or move your body right away. Relax with it and know in some weird way there is a, an opportunity when your mind is awake but you're still sort of sleeping and so is your body. You could get lucid for a few minutes in in that section, in that moment because it's like you're, you're in this really awesome window period between states of consciousness. Most people tend to panic just like – if if something supernatural happened, like all of a sudden a ghost happens, the first instinct is, ah, ah instead of, oh my God, this is so cool. Oh yeah. my God. There's like the worlds are opening up. Let's go, let's go through the cracks. Let's like find out where it goes. So you could use that early morning moment when you feel paralyzed to not freak out and instead know that this is a time when your spirit could actually open to something really amazing. So ask in those moments to connect with your spirit guide, to connect with God or whoever you connect with, an angel. And like it's a really amazing opening for your spiritual connection if you choose to not just go into total fear mode. Yeah. I mean, it's a hard thing to recognize like in that moment to be like, I'm going to I'm not going to go into fear mode and I'm going to let myself chill and relax. And and it's, I mean, you got to like practice that. Exactly. Yeah. You're so smart. You have to practice it ahead of time. So if this is a genuine issue, then you do need to rehearse it. In fact, there's um, a practice and they teach this at Harvard. They teach this all over. It's very fancy, but it's super simple. It's called imagery rehearsal therapy. And if you have any kind of a nightmare or if you have any kind of a sleep paralysis, you plan what you're going to do next time it happens and you run it through your mind like an obstacle course like okay so next time I'm laying in bed 
I'm my, my eyes open or I'm aware that I'm awake. I can't move. So I'm now going to call on Archangel Michael or I'm going to talk, I'm going to talk to my grandma. Mm-hmm. So on the other side, I know your grandma. No, thank you. It's, you like imagine who you want to connect with. Yeah. And ask them like, okay, will you be with me next time? And, and give me some kind of answer to whatever issue I'm going through. I've done this. No, I've done this. So How have you done it? 10, 12 years ago. Well, God, I'm 31 now. So I was 18, 13 years ago. Someone really close to me committed suicide. And it was the first time that I had ever like experienced death. And like oh I didn't know how to handle it. It was right after Hurricane Katrina. So it was like a du- – it was just – it was there. My yeah, I lost my home in Hurricane Katrina. But oh wow, wow! I was but I was young enough. I was sixteen. It was like young enough to where you bounce back very easily. It's not like clearly, you know, it it was fine. But but still, so right after Hurricane Katrina, this person committed suicide, and I just started like, I mean, I got so depressed, I could not. It was my first year of college. I couldn't get out of bed. I started failing all my classes because I literally couldn't function. Like, I was just so sad and I was just like willing to try anything and I like went and bought all these books on like communicating with the dead and all of that and one way that I felt like I felt safe trying was through dreams and I remember I I wrote down like a letter to this person of what I wanted to say and I think I had to like I don't put something under my pillow or something like that but Mm -hmm. I remember this dream vividly. It was like I went to sleep and I woke up in a cafeteria and someone said, Stasi, the phone's for you. And it was literally him. And I spoke to him. Um, and it was – Do you remember what he said? Um, I remember parts of it. Like it was mainly – I was just like I couldn't believe it was happening. But I'm like, did I just make my mind think that? Was I really communicating with the dead or was oh, this like – that's the question. Or am I just like – forcing myself to have a dream about what I want to dream about. Okay. So there's a woman named Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. She wrote a book years ago called On Death and Dying, and she talked to thousands and thousands of people about their about pe- about the, their departed loved ones. And after hearing thousands and thousands of dreams like this, her conclusion, and she's super smart, many letters after her name, she said, more often than not, they are actual visitations. So she's kind of the authority on that subject. So I'm like, okay, more often than not, I mean, maybe every once in a while the person is symbolic mm-hmm. and we willed them. But yeah, if you're, I mean, I've had a mini death experience and that's like a whole other enchilada. We could talk about that later. Yeah. But I know how desperately during that, it was like 15 minutes. I was trying so hard to communicate to the people that that were freaking out and panicking. And I was aware that, of course, our loved ones are trying to get to us to calm us down. And in our dreams, it's the perfect way because we're receptive finally. When we're in our normal lives, we're so – it's like we, we're too dense. We can't receive – that they're, they're messages for us. But when we're asleep, we're a captive audience. We're mm-hmm. like wide open. We're kind of in league with them anyway. So of course, if there's unfinished business, they would come in. It makes, it doesn't, it just makes perfect sense. So I think what you did is exactly, I mean, almost exactly to the letter of what I teach people to do if they really, really want to communicate with somebody on the other side because they've got a question to ask or they're just sad or they miss them. Write a letter 
And I say, get a picture of them. If you want, write a can- let me light a candle, get something of theirs. If you have, I don't know, like I have my grandpa's pipe that he used to smoke, not a crack pipe. <laughs> Mm-hmm. No. Like, <laughs> what are those kind of grandpas? <laughs> like, it's something that, that just went south. Like, get something. Like, I wasn't <laughs> thinking crack pipe at all. Until I just, like, that just sounds weird. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. But something like a button or a little tchotchke that is something of theirs. And, and put it on your nightstand and set the strong intent that you want to connect with them, that you want to communicate with them. And then pay attention to a dream upon awakening. And 99% of the time you will get that guidance within the first few nights of doing that. Yeah. You just happened to like hit on it. It was great. I mean, I just, I felt like a superhero. I was like, I have well, powers. You are. It's like, what? I haven't tried it again though. I mean, try it with your grandma. I know I would have, the thing is, it's like it, you have to want a specific question answer. You do. And it, and to like, it's just such like an emotional thing that I'm like, do I want to put myself through that? Mm. You know what I mean? It's like I feel like I've I've been doing so well right. that it's like, do I really want to put myself back there right now? Do oh, I, right. for the sake of my mental and emotional like stability, like so do it when you are moved to do it. If there's something that opens up and you're like, okay, I need help here, Grandma. Yeah. Then, or it just so when it's right because it's got to be usually when we are emotionally like on it. I know a friend of mine whose husband passed away suddenly. She was like, why isn't he communicating to me in my dreams? I'm the perfect person to receive these dreams. And I told her to do exactly this, write the letter, light the candle, do the blah, 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 blah. And boom, she got the most satisfying, beautiful dream immediately. Sometimes it's like when you really want it and you do the right thing and you, and you remember your dream upon awakening, then you'll, you'll have that thing, but you don't have to push it if it's not if you're not in this space. I think like with some more time, maybe I'll be able to do it without it just like affecting me like a lot, you know? Right. Because I, I, and maybe it's just like too soon. Yeah. Well, because you're just getting not, not like scar tissue, but you're like, you're moving, your life is moving in a forward direction. And it is, it's deeply emotional, even though it feels like there's nothing but love going on over there. You know, there's nothing like nothing that you would receive would be anything less than sweetness. But yeah, but there's the bittersweet of like wanting the body here and, and yeah. having to grapple with that. It's, it's a big issue. It's almost like um, Vanderpump rules when we have to relive our drama six months later when it starts airing. Uh, it's like reliving something. Do you know what I mean? Reliving totally something hard. Pulling up. A scab and like yeah. opening up a wound and having to. But I mean, listen, if people want to connect with with spirits in their dreams, it can happen. Oh my God. And it is as simple as you just did. And one of the yeah. things that is like you just demonstrated, something if something bad happens, like losing a loved one to suicide. I mean, that is such a heart-wrenching thing. But you can use these things as an as an opener for your own spiritual growth and development. Like you you did something beautiful with like you turned the tragic into magic. That's one of the things that I'm always looking for. Like life throws you something horrible. Okay, grieve that, mourn that, and now there's going to be some blessing of equal and opposite proportion as that thing that can that can end up making your life better. So that like yeah. bit of psychic connection that you opened up is something that will serve you and has served you. Yeah. Yeah. 
Turn your tragic into magic. Turn your tragic into magic. Mm -hmm. Um, I've talked about how I am not a good cook. It just, it is what it is. I also don't really have the time. Or maybe I just say that as an excuse. But I hear from my friends, from my family, just from my listeners, that most people actually don't have the time. When they get off school or get off work, they just want to go home and crash. And that's why they end up ordering food delivered to their home. But that gets expensive and that gets well, unhealthy. So when I started using Daily Harvest, I was really into it because they're little boxes that are delivered right to your door, little cups, and they come frozen and you can see all of the ingredients right on the box. It's super easy, super simple, and everything is so healthy and takes only five minutes to make. So just imagine getting a box to your door with like ready to blend smoothies. They have refreshing chilled soups and they have savory harvest bowls. The harvest bowls are my favorite because I just make it real fast. I know that it's like vegetables and grains. And I'm like, oh, I'm being so healthy. And I just douse it in hot sauce. And I'm like, this is a perfect meal. It's the perfect size. So I don't ever feel overly full. I feel like it's a great snack or meal either way. And it's just really, really easy. And when you go to dailyharvest.com and enter my promo code Stasi, you will get three cups free in your first box. So it's promo code Stasi for three free Daily Harvest cups at dailyharvest.com. Let me tell you, this stuff stays good for like ever. I just like order a bunch, get the box delivered to my door, put them all in my freezer so whenever I'm hungry, I can take it out. And now I'm going to sound like a real alcoholic because not only do I've talked about what I mix in my alcohol, but I do like to use their smoothies and put like tequila in it because it tastes like a vacation. So you're being healthy at the same time. You're welcome. Oh, I have I have a question. Mm-hmm. I know other people, it was already one of my questions, but then everybody else asked it. Oh. Why do people say that you don't die in your dreams? Some people do. Right? right? But you wouldn't necessarily know. Okay, so it's kind of an old wives' tale because the people that do die in their dreams, how would we know that they were dying in their dreams and then they died? So they would, oh, we well, would just no. know that they had a heart attack. Oh, no. I mean, like, we never – do we never dream that we're dying? No. That we've pe- died? No, no, no. People die all the time in dreams. I've talked to – I've died, and I know people that have died in dreams, and then they're alive to tell the tale. In fact, one of the stories in the that Chicken Soup for the Soul book, Dreams and Premonitions, Michael Beckwith, he has the coolest death dream ever. He, all these guys are chasing after him night after night after night, and they're getting progressively closer and they finally catch up to him. And they, one guy shoots him in the heart and he literally feels his heart, like the excruciating pain. And he feels himself leave. And that does not sound like the best thing oh, ever. Oh, just wait, but it gets better. <laughs> so he, he, so he's, he sees himself separate from his body and he goes into this realm. At that time, he was an atheist and he just called it love beauty. He didn't call it heaven. It was just this realm of pure love and pure beauty that filled him up with every answer to every question and gave him like the biggest, most beautiful perspective on everything. And when he woke up the next day, his whole life changed. And he's now the minister of Agape Spiritual Center, which is like the biggest new thought church on the planet, basically. And that his he was a drug dealer at that time. He was like facing sentencing. With crack pipes? Uh, yes. <laughs> I knew crack pipes were going to have a significant reason. <laughs> 
<laughs> there we go. I feel better about myself now. <laughs> but literally, a death dream, whether you die in your dream or somebody else dies, it, it's, a, it's a symbol for transformation, radical change. It's the end of a chapter, beginning of a new one, or maybe the end of one book and the beginning of another one. And in his case, his whole life changed after having that dream. So that's interesting because actually, now that I think about it, I've had quite a few death dreams just about like Bo dying. Those are the worst. That's the worst. That's the worst. Yeah. Mm, but it can it can be good in that you appreciate him. You're like, oh, my God, this is such a like being human is so temporary. Let's appreciate every moment. But it also can represent a transformation in your relationship, uh, like a leveling up to a whole new level, going deeper with each other. And because he's masculine, he's the man in your life. It could be a transformation with regards to the masculine aspect of yourself. Yes. You were saying that earlier and I like that. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to pay attention a little bit more mm -hmm. to things like that. The masculine the aspect of you. Yes. Yeah. The part of you that's risk-taking, that's like bold and that's like, hi there, I'm going to say whatever I want. I'm not scared and da-da-da. Meanwhile, the feminine part is like, do we really have to do all that? Can't we just have some cake? <laughs> I'm eating cake back here. You go be bold I, and all that. I want my reward. <laughs> can we have reward at the same time that we're being bold? Right? Yes, you can. Yes. I mean, you can. Yes, you can. So death for the most part in dreams means transformation or – Radical transformation. Okay, because, yeah, a lot of people ask about death things and change of a form in the relationship there's um some of the stories not to like plug on that book but there's one woman who dreams and this is such this is the most beautiful dream she dreams that her husband dies in the dream she's in she's at his funeral and in real life they had been fighting and they were actually talking about getting a divorce and she lives through his funeral and is so sad and she's like oh my god i wasted so much time being so petty Oh my God, if I only had him back. She wakes up in the morning, checks his breathing. He's fine. She makes love with him. They have a whole renaissance of their relationship on the spot. And it's like done with that. Whatever they were fighting about, that was over. Oh my God, I'm so into that story. Isn't That's that, so cute. Oh, it's, so good. That's, it's one of my, I love that story. It's one of the best stories. That's, and that goes back to saying what we were, you were talking about at the start of the podcast that like the dreams are there to help us. Always, only always, all of them, even the scary, hairy, freaky, deaky <laughs> dreams. Yeah. They all are on our side. I mean, Einstein said that the most important question we can ask about our lives is, is this universe friendly? And he decided ultimately, yeah, it is. And that means everything, everyone ultimately is on our side. And he even said, even our dreams, all on our side, even the scary dreams, they're helping us to move through something. So they're helping us to be better, more, better adapted to our environment so that we can thrive while we're here and eat more cake. Mm -hmm. And be happier, people. For God's sakes, that's why we need to like pay more attention to Stasi. You're not just this you beautiful that, chick. Everyone? You're Did not you hear just that? fluffy and beautiful on the outside. You got skills going on. Thanks. Seriously. Thanks. God, I feel so good about myself right now. It's As amazing. You should. Okay, I will wrap up by asking two random <laughs> um, listener questions. Okay. Okay. I've had this is Candice. Uh, Chalet Porcio. I'm that I butchered we'll that. Candace. Yeah, Candace. <laughs> or I've, Candy. I've had several dreams in black and white. Mm. Each time I was watching myself like an outer body experience. I've never 
met anyone else that has dreamed in black and white. Also, I dream literally every night and can remember every single detail. Everyone thinks that's weird too. Mm, I'd say it's advanced. It's not weird. It's really cool to remember a lot of dreams. I mean, that just means she's probably more psychically developed and intuitive. Yeah. So normally we we dream in color. I mean, most people are like, okay, I, dr- I had a, you know, I dreamt about something in vivid color. Normally we do dream in color. So it's, it's rare. It's more rare to dream in black and white. So from my perspective, if it were my dream, I would say that she's that whatever was black and white in her dream is trying to, trying to stand out and is helping her to see things really clearly. So black and white tends to be like either or thinking good, bad, right, wrong. So maybe she'd been seeing things in too many shades of gray. Maybe she'd seen 50 shades of gray or read all those books. I don't know. But maybe if if it were my dream, I would think there's something the dream maker is trying to get me to see something really clearly. Or it's try on the other side of the coin, maybe I'm being too black and white in my thinking. Maybe I need to expand. So only Candace would know what's appropriate for her. Um, but either way, because it stands out so much, I would say drill in and um, there's something juicy. I'd like to know what was black and white in her dream. But the bottom line is, is that the, your dream is trying to get your attention. And I hope that's helpful. Yeah, I like that. And Candace, if you remember every detail, you're like way ahead of the curve. So exactly. <laughs> right on, Candy. You're not weird. Do you remember all your dreams? No, not all of them. But I'll I mean that's I'll typically I mean, I wake up with a dream every day, at least one. And sometimes I'll have like four or five, and that's awesome. But I also value my sleep a lot because mm-hmm. I know, I mean, these days I'm, I don't know if you're aware of all the statistics and all the um, information out there, but it's like so good for our brain, so good for our bodies to sleep. If I was going to sacrifice a little bit of sleep, then I would probably wake up every time I would have a big dream, I'd wake up and write it down. But sometimes I'm like, nope, I'm just going to pay attention to the ones yeah. that come to me right away when I yeah. wake up in the morning. So there's some sacrificing of dreams because I want my sleep. But I always tell people, even if you just remember a tiny snippet each yeah. day, um, there's the the perspective. What is the guy's name? He was a, a naturist. Um, I'll think of his name. Anyway, he said, if you pick up one leaf in the forest, John Muir, he said, one leaf in the forest contains the entire forest. So you don't have to carry the whole forest home with you to have like a remnant of the forest. So even one little detail from a dream contains in some way the whole landscape of all the dreams that you had that night. So even just one little one detail is good. Yeah. Awesome. So we did touch on um, sex dreams earlier. What does mm. that mean when you have a sex dream about someone totally random or like <sighs> something that like or like someone that you would never even like, what? Why is this happening to me right now? Like right. I have sex dreams all the time with people I don't want to have sex with. And I wake up and I'm repulsed. Right. <laughs> so if you look at those dreams literally, you go, oh my God, I would never be. Yeah. I'm not attracted to them. Like what's happening? But from the perspective that everyone and everything in your dream is an aspect of you, you're connecting intimately. So sex is a metaphor or a symbol of intimate connection. So you're intimately connecting with that aspect of yourself. So if it's an alien, you're connecting with some alien part of you. Can you think of like one random, you don't have to say the person's name or who they are, but like an adjective that would describe one of the people that you had sex with in a dreamer? Um, 
I don't know. I'm thinking of one that was particularly traumatizing. It was in high school. Can okay. you I remember this all? Because I would like could not look at this girl again. Okay. Like <laughs> it was just this girl who was in um musical the musical theater the drama club with me. Okay. And I was like like what? Like I like, barely I knew her. But I'm like, this is so weird. Like I'm can't help that I had this dream. She was You're like, she, I'm promising I'm not into you. I'm not in like way. this is really bizarre, but like she was she was a little Kooky. Okay, so give she me was three kinda, adjectives that describe this person. Um, kooky God, is one. I barely, I barely knew her. So like, it was a little kooky. She was like artsy. Okay. And was she talented? She's no. She was. She she worked in. Um, she wasn't on stage. She was like. She was behind the scenes, yeah, like that type of for a drama club. I'm trying to remember what else she was like. I can't remember what her face looks like now. Isn't okay, that crazy? But, but but quirky. What did you say? She was kooky. She was kooky. Um. Well, she was quirky. I mean, kooky. she was artsy. Kooky. You know, she, she just, quirky, artsy. Yes. Yeah, just imagine like the typical drama nerd. That's what she was. Okay, perfect. So if it were my dream, I'd think that I'm deeply, intimately connecting with my inner drama nerd, with my quirky aspect, the part of me that is behind the scenes. And that would make me feel really good because it's like, wait a minute, this part, this is an important part of myself. Yeah. This is going to serve me in my life. I need to have a deep, intimate connection with this part. It's not literally about her. It's just connecting with that part so that you could be more connected to your talent and to your quirkiness and your offbeatness and not being just like everybody else. So whoever we have sex with in our dreams is what we're connecting to exactly. in ourselves. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I met, there's this woman that was like, okay, so I dreamt about, I'm like, it's been so long since I've been with this guy, but I was with this guy in my dream and he was my, and I'm like, describe him. She's like, he's really strong, really tall, really, he was a football player. I'm like, so what's going on in your life? that would have had you need to connect intimately with this strength. It's just like, well, I'm moving. I'm all by myself. I'm out on a limb. It's like, okay. So your dream is helping you connect with your strength and the part of you that's that's really strong and macho, yeah. even though she was the exact opposite of that. It's yeah. like, so you, it's, there's a reason. Like, so if you look at what's going on in your life and why your dream would have you have sex with that person to connect with those qualities, it always makes sense so that we're more adapted to whatever those circumstances are yeah (laughs) (laughs) and maybe sometimes we lust over i mean every once in a while somebody will dream about i don't know what was ryan gosling yeah when is like jason momoa gonna be in my sex dream like what what you know i get all these randoms oh my god i'm gonna set my intention and I'm going to make a list of people I want to have sex with in my dreams. Oh, God. I, it's not fair. Because it's like, think about the qualities of them. And that's that's really amazing. Yeah. You're pulling out, like, the nerdy qualities that that we need. Yeah. You know, you've already got all the hot, sizzling, smoking hot stuff. So you don't need that. Yeah. You, so, like, get some of the nerdy stuff because that's actually a part that is that would be valuable in your life. What what do you think baby um or pregnant dreams mean? I love getting those. Oh yeah. I'm really into when I have those. Mm-hmm. Well, for sure they on some level they could be Me helping just wanting. to be, Yeah, there can be some wish fulfillment in that possibly. Yeah. But in general, I think pregnancy dreams are about being creative, being in a fertile time in your life creatively, writing yeah. your book, having your podcast, having new ideas about new books, new shows, new whatever. It's like some new thing that you're going to give birth to that you're preparing for and that you're caring for. 
So like all yeah. the metaphor of a baby, it's like something that's vulnerable, something that needs your attention. It's like a creative idea. I'm surprised I don't have pregnancy dreams every night then. Well, maybe you're like living it do. so much. Maybe you don't need it because you're like doing it and you're taking care of it all the time. But you have them often enough. Yeah, often enough to where I feel very satisfied. <laughs> Not needing to oh, no, run I off still, and go get pregnant Oh, no, today. I'd love to get pregnant. But I feel like, oh, this was like I wake up happy. I'm like, oh. I love that. I feel super satisfied after that dream. Sweet. Yeah. Well, th- I think dreams are they're they're multitasking. Yeah. So helping you to prepare for the future. Yeah. And come to terms with all of that, and then also helping you to like get make know that you're fertile and to take care of whatever creative projects you're currently working on. And love just, it. They're super creative. All right. I'll ask you one more okay. uh, from my listeners. Okay. Let's see. Okay, Vicki Blake. I always dream that someone or a group is trying to get into my house. I Mm. wake to see them in the windows and there are many different scenarios, but always the same type of situation. They say things to me and I try to hide, but it's like I have a giant window that has no cover and Mm. they can see me. That sounds awful. I've had this one. Um, So I would say there's a couple things going on. First thing, I wonder in waking life, how her boundaries are with people. Like if she's somebody who doesn't set strong boundaries mm-hmm. or if there's, it's like um, what whatever energy is trying to come in, I always find that even like with a chasing dream or with somebody that's like getting into your house, it's it's an energy that you're resisting. Clearly, you you're not happy that this energy is in. So it's some right. shadow aspect of yourself that has not been invited in. So this is kind of like this is like an advanced perspective on this dream, but I would say I hope this makes sense that every aspect of ourself, everything that we dream about is even if it's weird or strange or what we consider bad, it's a part of our power. And most people are walking around in their lives not in their power because they've said, no, I'm not that. I don't want that. Uh, uh." So they're just kind of shaking and like, stay away from me. I'm just I'm just going to be this little teeny person. So in the dream, sometimes we'll have some negative things that we think of as negative trying to bombard us and come in. But if we really looked at those things, we'd we'd see that there this is an aspect of our power that's coming in. And usually it's got an agenda that's not trying to kill us, not trying to hurt us, Mm -hmm. but it's trying to give us a gift. So I wonder if Vicky, Vicky, if there's some part of her, if she was able to do that and re-entering the dream and maybe asking the character that's trying to break in, what do you want from me? What are you trying to give me? What gift do you have for me? And could you leave it outside the door? And I'll take yeah. it that way. But I'm but but to have the perspective, everyone and everything in our dream is trying to give us a gift. And are we open or receptive to it? Maybe we don't like the delivery system. Maybe we don't like how they're giving us the dream. But usually what what, res- what we resist persists. So usually the, the energy that tries to bust in through a window or through a door is a shadow part of ourselves that we've shut out. But it's saying, dude, I'm trying to make your life better. I'm coming around. I'm like the UPS person. I've got a package for you. Yeah. Please let me in. So I would, I mean, it's more complicated than that, but that's the basic idea. There's a shadow part of her that's probably a part of her power that would make her life better if she found a way of getting in, of letting it in. And it also might be um, that she's got some issues with boundaries on the other end of the spectrum. You hear that, Vicky? 
Get your boundary shit together. <laughs> Give me a call, Vicky. We can work on this. Yes. This is good. It's a Wait, good Wait, can dream. people reach out to you? Because uh, yes. I, wanted, I wanted to say, I mean, thank you so much for being here. This was so cool. This was really fun. I learned a lot. I'm going to go back and read. I don't listen to all my podcasts over again because the sound of my voice annoys me. But I'm going to listen to this and like take some more notes because oh I feel like God. we... I learned some stuff today. Oh, that makes me feel so good. Thank you so much. This was such a pleasure to be with you. I feel like I'm dreaming being in your presence. I can't even believe this. Oh, Misha sweet. Walden, my stepdaughter, is going to freak out. She's like your biggest fan. Misha? Misha. Shout out to Misha. Misha. Ask Misha on Instagram. Um, people. So I write a column for First for Women magazine, and people send me dreams all the time. So anyone can send me a dream. Um, you can send it in through Facebook is usually or, or Instagram, Facebook. Facebook is Kelly Sullivan Walden Dr. Dream. Sorry, that's so long. Jesus, Jesus. Christ. I, <laughs> add Jesus Christ to the Just <laughs> Or crack pipe. No. Oh, God. Bad, bad, bad. <laughs> or Instagram, it's easier. It's Kelly S. Walden. People can send me a dream message and I will respond to everyone eventually. Yes. Even if it's a short and sweet thing. And I might take that dream and put it in my column, First for Women magazine. Ooh, that month. would be cool. That'd be cool. And uh, you have a million books that everyone can go and purchase. Not exactly a million, but I'm working on it. Any that you want <laughs> to just throw out there that people can go and find right now? Oh, like yeah. I'd love it. Well, the latest thing is my Hero's G Journey Dream Oracle deck. So that's not a book, although there's a guidebook in there. Yeah. But it's, um, it's related to dreams in the Hero's Journey, and it's really fun. It's up for an award right now. It's actually up for three awards in the that's, tarot oracle world, which is that's exciting. That's cool. And Chicken Soup for the Soul Dreams and Premonitions and Chicken Soup for the Soul Dreams and the Unexplainable. Those books are out there doing pretty good. And if people want a, a dictionary, um, your listeners might like the Love, Sex, and Relationship Dream Dictionary. And next time I see you, I'll bring you a copy of I'm yeah. just out of those. But it's And that's the one that's in French now as well. So cool. Le Dictionnaire Erotique de Rêve. So baller. <laughs> so Carrie Bradshaw. It's it's bright pink, yeah, really. Too. That's oh, amazing. I'm going to get that one. Well, thank you so much. This was so much fun. Stassi. And now I'm going to go reward myself some more. Oh, my God. <laughs> I am not joking. That is – I mean, you've got genius going on in that area. More people need to listen to me. They do <laughs> for so many reasons. But I'm going to go make some – everybody do some kind of cake eating today, even if it's not literally cake. Yeah. We don't mean cake? actually cake. What is your cake? What is your cake? That's going to be a chapter in my second book. Yes, it will. If not the whole book. Right. Right. <laughs> I think a whole book will be dedicated to that. But thank you so much for having me. This has been a blast. Thank you. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Sweet dreams. Bye.